Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's program. We're going to chat today about how to persuade our website visitors to actually click on our call to action and how we can create those websites to be as persuasive as possible. I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World, but somehow, some way, you go to Disney World and you just spend money, man. You just act a fool. It's $18 for ice cream cone. Yeah, I was like, ah, we're at Disney. Let's go ahead and get it. And I remember as a little kid, I got to go there a few times. It was a great time. And uh, my parents paid for everything. But how can we, as we create our companies and we create our websites, how can we be that persuasive? How, How can we get our potential customers, these website visitors, to actually go forward with our call to actions on our website. So Dr. Frank's going to break it all down to us today and really kind of peel back the layers of the onions of what's inside a website visitor's mindset and how we can be as persuasive as possible. So it's going to be a lot of fun and excellent conversation around how we can become more effective marketers. Before we dive into it, let's hear a quick word from our new sponsor, Roll by ADP. Like the best lawns, running a business requires a lot of maintenance. At some point, you've got to invest in new tools. It's time to check out Roll by ADP, the first chat-based payroll app built specifically for small business owners. Roll understands your business challenges, especially time-consuming tasks like payroll, filing taxes, and onboarding. With Roll, you can run payroll from a job site in a matter of minutes. Visit GetRoll.com slash GreenIndustry to claim three months free. Hey, Dr. Frank, welcome back to the program. Hey, Paul, good to be back again. And we've previous episodes talked about how we can have an effective online presence and an excellent website. And you get to go in and then the episode's over. So we still have a lot more to talk about. And today I want to kind of dive deeper in how we can make our website more persuasive. That's right, Paul. Uh, Everybody wants their website that reflects uh, who they are and what their business is about. They want it to be effective, obviously, so that the phone rings and the emails come in and uh, they start contacting you, the people that you'd like to have as your customer. And to be effective, you really need to be persuasive. That's, That's a key element. And we've talked before on your show, Paul, about things you need to have on your website. But the things we're going to talk about today are, um, like you said, digging a little deeper and going into some more things that we haven't mentioned before. 
Cool. Well, I look forward, as always, Dr. Frank, to uh, learn more about this. And I've been renovating my website um, behind the scenes. You've been helping me and putting a lot of work into that. So I always, I'm like double dipping on these shows because I'm learning in real time as I'm actually applying this. Yeah, that's good, Paul, because then um, the show has more of the right questions and all because you're, you're thinking in the right mode that uh, probably your audience is thinking as well. Uh, some some million dollar tips about making your website uh, more effective, more persuasive is, first of all, you got to realize that there basically there's two kinds of customers or buyers uh, out there. Uh, there, you can categorize them in many different ways, but the way that I like to categorize it and based on a lot of research in marketing research that's been done by others is there's the relational buyer and there's the transactional buyer. And if you had to put two, put down two broad categories, there's really those two broad categories of people that will be coming to your website and you really need to address what they're looking for. Uh, to make your website uh, effective. And so that's going to be um, two different uh, types of elements of, of, of things that you want to have on your website. For the relational buyer, what they're really interested in more than anything is to get a good feeling about you and your company. They want to get the warm and fuzzies. They want to look through your website and peruse it and get a sense of who you are, what your company is about, what you guys stand for as a company, what kind of service uh, you would provide and, and how you might interact with them. And uh, they want to get a good feeling. And that's all they need. Uh, the other type of buyer is the transactional buyer. And he doesn't care so much about the feelings that he gets. Yeah, he wants to feel good. But but what's more more important to that buyer, when they come to your website to to want to call and say, I want to learn more. I want to get an estimate on my yard. I, I, I'm interested in, in you guys. Um, that transactional buyer is really more interested in the facts more than the feelings. And what they're concerned about is that if they take you on as, as a service provider, you're going to bring the value. You're established, you're reliable, uh, and, and you're going to be there uh, and follow through in a quality manner. They're looking for value more than they're looking for feeling. So what that means, Paul, is with those two different types of people that are going to be coming to your website, because they, they searched the search engines. They went on Google and, and they're looking for lawn care or landscaping. So they're interested. They just want to find the right person that, that's a good match for them. Those are the two kinds of people you're trying to match. So um, did you ever see that just talking with people? I mean, you talked to so many customers over the years and potential customers in your business. And um, did you ever categorize them? Do you, do you think that makes sense from your experience? I oh, yeah, it, makes, it, it you know, makes complete sense. I've never really categorized it that way or thought about it like that, but it, it makes sense. So my question to you, Dr. Frank, is with that in mind that you have a relational buyer, you have a transactional buyer, how do we make the website persuasive to get sales from both the relational buyer and the transactional buyer? Yeah, well, that's the key question, Paul. So for the uh, relational buyer, you want to make them feel good. So you got to have a lot of information about yourself as the business owner, pictures, uh, the kinds of things we've already talked about on your about page. 
where you you talk about how long you've been in business, the story about how you got in business, um, why you're in business, what you like about doing the work that you do, what you like about your customers, you know, things that are true that give them a window into why you do what you do and what your values system is that you you run your business by. Uh, they want to get a good feeling that I like this guy. I'm going to call them. I'm going to find out about uh, getting possibly getting their service. You're trying to foster that kind of a feeling. So they, they want to get to know you. If, you. if you're at a social event and you're trying to meet people, uh, that's what you do. You um, you tell them things that are interesting. Well, certainly you ask about them. You can't do that on the website, but but you, that you do have to share about yourself, and you can do that on the website. And you do it in a way that reveals who you are and why you do what you do, and and they get a sense of what you're all about. You should also have, like we talked about, uh, pictures uh, of yourself, your trucks, uh, action shots. Uh, about uh, providing the service on people's lawns and, and that that kind of thing. So um, that makes them feel good if they get to know you. Now, the transactional buyer, that's different. They want to find out how long you've been in business. They want to know the facts. They want to know um, how long you've been doing what you do, how big your company is, has it been growing or shrinking, um, interesting stories of uh, that sh that show credibility or imply credibility for example if your if your company is uh, sponsoring a, a little league baseball team in town or sponsoring something in the high school like the marching band uh, or some kind of donation thing where they promote the company because you your company donated s some money to to the cause that, that's of uh, community interest they want to know that um they, it it just shows that you're you're a good citizen and um you're an established company you're not a fly by night you're there to add value to to the community and stay in business in the long haul uh those kinds of things what kinds of things have you seen that, that you like to talk about in your business that you know appeals to the the feel good mind the the uh, relational mind and then the transactional mind well, Dr. Frank, I think reverse engineering, I was just listening yesterday to, and I don't know the guy's name. There's a podcast, uh, I think it's called like Kosher Money. It's Jewish guys. And they're talking about why, why Jewish folks are so successful in business. And the guy they were interviewing used to work for Fidelity and he had, he was managing billions of dollars with a B in this fund. And uh, the question they asked him they said, how, you know, how do you, how do you land these high profile jobs when you're getting interviewed at a, you know, place like Fidelity or wherever you're getting interviewed and you got to go and you got to sit in front of people. And he says, the very, very first most important thing is you have to get them to like you. It's not you bragging about how you went to Harvard or Yale or got, yeah. you know, more degrees in a thermometer and all these accomplishments, all that can come later. But your goal in that high profile interview is you need to get them to like you in as fast as amount of time possible. And so I think as I'm kind of restructuring my website and trying, you know, everything you've been teaching me, trying to take it to the next level, when you're in an in-person interview or even virtual Zoom interview or things like that, you really have the opportunity with your mouth and your body language and different ways to get the person to like you. But when it's a website, 
I'm just trying to think how, how can I design this thing? So the relational buyer, the transactional buyer is like, man, I like Paul Jamison. I like Paul. I, I, I trust this guy. I feel comfortable and confident to hit, hit buy or hit, learn more, hit whatever the call to action might be. Ultimately that's our goal. We're trying to persuade them to, to hit the call to action button, whatever the call to, call to action is for your website. So I'm in process. I, I don't have the um, experience to say, Oh, this is what I've found works. But I think the faster we can get them to go on the website and be like, I like these guys, the better. Whereas I can share an example of the negative of that. The reciprocal of that is where I've been on websites in my old website where I, you get on it. You're like, Oh, did a kindergartner make this? Or you just, it just shouts untrustworthy and, 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 you know, run, you know, like this is, this is sketchy. So I think aesthetically having it look uh, credible and then actually providing reasons why people should like you. Well, you know, Paul, we all like to do business with people that we like. We'll even pay more money uh, up to a point uh, to transact with the people that we like uh, for goods and services. I think if we had to boil it down to sound bites for the relational buyer, it's really about authenticity. Just be yourself. You don't have to manipulate them and do this or that to like a trick to get them to like you. Just be your authentic, true self. Talk the way you talk. If you have a little one minute video on there, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm the owner and this is why I went and got in business and this is what I like to do. And um, give me a call sometime and we can talk about your yard. I can really help you. You know, something like that. But just be, be authentic and you'll attract if you're trying to be yourself and project your company as it honestly is and looks, you will attract the people that will resonate with who you really are. And those are the customers you want anyway. In terms of the transactional buyer, it's all about, I would say the soundbite there is credibility. It's not about feel good. It's, um, it is some, but it's more about credibility than feel good. Like it is for the, um, the relational buyer. And credibility symbols play a really big role on a website. If you take uh, credit cards like Visa, MasterCard, put those symbols mm -hmm. on there. Um, if you are using certain kinds of equipment, uh, I know you do because you have lots of uh, national sponsors uh, that have the top flight equipment and they always want you to use it and, and you do use it. And um, you put that on your website too. Uh, like you're because it's um, it's like credibility through third party validation or association. You put down the the company logos of some of the equipment that you use that you rely on. Mm -hmm. You're not using fly by night equipment. You're using this particular brand equipment and you're proud of it. And you and you put those you could put them on the banner on the bottom or somewhere on the side. Your web designer will, will tell you where to put them. Yeah. But other companies that they're familiar with that have credibility, they'll in subconsciously associate that with your company. If you have those credibility symbols or logos on your website as well. Have you seen that? Oh, another thing too, Paul is uh, testimonials. Mm. Another great way. And we've talked about that before. Make sure you have testimonials for that transactional buyer. They're looking for credibility. Whereas the behavioral, I mean, the, um, the, the other buyer is the um, 
relational buyer. He's looking for feeling good and, and having a sense that he could have a relationship with the service provider. So that's how I would describe it in a nutshell. Yeah. I remember um, back in the day, Echo sent me a magnet. I gave it to some of my friends. It says powered by Echo. And so whether you, you use Echo or you use Steel, they're kind of, the, you know, two of the most reputable um, power equipment companies or Red Max, whatever one you go with for your business. And I think it's most important to determine what dealer and, and repair shop and things of that nature is closest to where your business is. Because people ask me all the time, Dr. Frank, what's better, Red Max, Steel or Echo? And my answer really is, well, what, what's closest to you? Is it, is it a steel dealer? Is it an echo dealer? Is it a red max dealer? Because if something breaks down, you got to go get a part. doesn't matter really which one's better, you know, which one's more convenient for you to run your business. But anyway, no matter which one you use, I think if that's on your website, powered by steel or powered by echo or powered by red max, and you, you literally write, we use top of the line commercial equipment because I just saw a guy, um, I was in down, you're familiar with the area, but there's, um, right in downtown, there's a little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant. And, um, I was sitting at the intersection there and I look over and this guy, you know, has this old F-150 and, and you could tell he has like homeowner equipment in there. And I love the hustle. It, you know, he's a weekend warrior. He's getting after it. And it, I love it. I mean, I, I was like smiling at him, waving. And he was looking at me like, why are you looking at me, dude? But I was like, Trying to communicate, you know, I, I, I get it, man. I was, those are my humble beginnings, but customers, you know, they don't want that. They don't want someone showing up with raggedy equipment and, and looking all duct taped together. But if you show up and you, you have commercial top of the line equipment, then they know the job is going to be done right. Um, and so, you can put those uh, logos and uh, uh, brand names on your website, you know. Yeah, powered by Echo or whatever it is and, and powered by Toro or, you know, we use Toro mowers or Xmark mowers or or whatever it is. Um, I think that's important. And then I want to piggyback off of what you said about testimonials. I think that's um, absolutely so important is that we have those testimonies and, uh, you know, hopefully if you have route density and you work in a neighborhood, you know, maybe you can even put the, on your website, you can put, you know, Mrs. Smith and put the name of the neighborhood um, that you live in just so they can see it. Oh, you know what? I think I actually know her and just do whatever you can to build credibility with social proof. Yeah. That third party validation is really important. Uh, There's another thing too, to be uh, effective on your website. And this is something is often overlooked by business owners with their website. And that is you're also not only going to have two kinds of buyers, you're going to have two kinds of readers on your website. You're going to have the kind of reader that is never going to read all the words that you put on there. They're just going to skim it and they just want the bottom line. And then there's the other reader who will read every single word, that very detailed oriented person. And if you've written or had written more than you'd put on your website, they'd read that too, if it was on there. And you really need to, fashion the content on your website for both of those readers. How do you do that? With the skimmer, the skim reader, you want to underline the main words, usually verbs uh, that are in the sentences that are key so that if they they take their finger and they go down the uh, page on the website and they're only looking at what's underlined here and there, they can get the gist of exactly what you're saying without reading all the sentences 
completely. They're just skimming it. And you break up your content with head, headings or headlines and subheadings. And um, on several paragraphs, if it's a key idea, you, you put a title or a, a subheading at the beginning of those paragraphs. And then you go to another idea, you put another subheading uh, in bold. It doesn't have to be very large. It just needs to stand out like bold um, for the next group of paragraphs that are fostering another idea. And then within the paragraphs, you underline the keywords in the sentences. So they could just read headings, subheadings, and underline words be done in a tenth of the time it takes to read everything and get the total gist of it. Uh, if you don't do that for those readers, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to move on. They're going to they're not going to wrestle through. I'm through a skimmer, Doctor Frank. Yeah, well then, okay, and I'm a detailed guy. I'm I would have figured that one. <laughs> Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show, as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began trifecta landscaping with zero experience. And by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing. And that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. I do hope you're watching the Almonds Shop Build on Caleb and Brittany's YouTube channel. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. Seeing the construction of the Hardscape Academy's headquarters come to life is definitely cool and satisfying. This fall, the Hardscape Academy in beautiful Fairfield County, OHIO, opens its doors, providing you and your team with hands-on training to improve skill sets and gain equipment mastery so you can supercharge your earnings potential. In the meantime, you can instantly access the Hardscape Academy's online training resources for paver installation, retaining walls, fire pits, step installation, or even schedule a one-on-one coaching call with the kid contractor himself. Visit thehardscapeacademy.com or use the link below to get the comprehensive guides and continuing education that will advance and empower your company today. That's thehardscapeacademy.com. And, you know, the thing is, too, these detailed people, if they're really interested in the topic that you're all about, your company's all about, they will read everything. And if you, and they wish you had written more so they could learn even more. And so um, you you also want to have well-structured sentences with good spelling that have co- really good, complete ideas, you know, for that detailed person. And he that person will appreciate that as well. So um, you are trying to sell to two types of buyers and you're trying to uh, 
write content for two kinds of readers. And a lot, you'd be surprised how many uh, websites, they're just not aware of that. And mm-hmm. it, it, they're probably uh, only less than half effective than they could be otherwise. Wow. Now, uh, so that's, those are some tips. The other, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is a really interesting subject because there's been so much research done on this. And that is, how do you, how do you become persuasive? And this applies to your website. This applies to business meetings where in your conference room, you have to give a presentation or you have to get up on a microphone before an audience and, and share your ideas. Um, let's say you're the member of the Kiwanis Club and you have to give a speech. I, I don't care what the communication is or, or you're trying to ask a girl out on a date or whatever. Um, we're, we want to be persuasive because when we talk, we're sharing ideas. and um, we, we, we work to get our ideas. We think through things, we experience life and, and we think about that. And over time we formulate ideas. And uh, some of those ideas came the hard way where, where we, we had to really uh, pay a price to come to these excellent conclusions that, that are our, our ideas that, that we like to share with people. And so we should be persuasive so that our ideas um, can be received better than otherwise. And those key elements for persuasion, there's uh, a little bit more than a handful of them. Uh, One of them is to um, have uh, um, the social proof that we talked about. If uh, you can introduce on your website, which is the way we're talking about communicating to the public right now. If you can have that social proof, like we talked about with the testimonials um, or the social proof where you have a credibility symbols that um, you use MasterCard and Visa and you have their symbol, are you powered by the different equipment uh, companies uh, for your lawn equipment? That that's, that's uh, social proof. You know, if other people found that your company was worthy you're a lot more believable and you'll be a lot more persuasive. Um, the other thing is you want to have authority and a great way to project authority where uh, you will be more persuasive is you're not trying to be all things to all people. You um, are good at a few things. And most companies are like that. There's uh, these very large companies can do more things, but um we're talking about a lot of small to medium sized companies here that um, you just can't be all things, all people, and you shouldn't try to be. You have more authority if you say, well, we do all these things, but this is what we really specialize in. And we've been doing this the longest and, and we're known for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also a key idea to put on your website so that you can uh, show that you specialize in, in certain things more than others. And that also differentiates you from some of your competition, but it does give you authority because um, you are, you're putting more weight in a specialization that m- might be very important to a potential customer. Uh, another thing is the concept of reciprocity. Uh, that's where you give something and subconsciously, usually people are not aware of it, they want to give back in some way. 
um, what you can give on your website is a lot of really good information or have uh, frequently asked questions with answers where, where they go to the page and they see the different kinds of questions that you get a hundred times a week. And then you put it on your website because you know that's the kinds of questions they have about their yard or about the service you're providing. And um, it's just good information. If you're giving a lot that's relevant to them, they will often subconsciously want to give back and say, well, I got to give these people a call. Even sometimes you might even get a call and say, well, I already got a good provider. Um, don't really want to switch, but I came across your website. And I just wanted to compliment mm-hmm. you on that. You, you look like you're a really good company. Uh, I've had, I've had people do that with me. Um, you know, they just, they were just impressed and, uh, felt obligated to, uh, pass a compliment, uh, about my business, uh, different businesses in the past, uh, just because I gave so much value f- for free, or you could have a, um, a little tutorial or get them to sign up for email where you send them every week or twice a week, a, a little blurb in the email where they're te- you're teaching them something about their yard or landscaping or how to pick a good uh, service provider so that they don't get ripped off. You know, that kind of thing. If you give, uh, you, you will find that your audience is more receptive because they want to give back in some way. And they know what you want. You're looking for a customer. Um, another one is uh, consistency. If um, you are pushing uh, the idea, let's say in your about page that, um, we're good at this and we're good at this other thing. And that's what we specialize in. We, we do these other things too, but people really love how we do this. And we feel we're, we're like the best in the area at it. Uh, you should have consistency of that idea throughout your website where you're showing pictures or, or um, having more information about, about those things that, that you're claiming. Um, if you can show consistency, it just validates um, your main, your main ideas. And, um, let's see. The last one that I wanted to mention is, uh, the idea of scarcity. And, uh, that is also another way where you're pushing the idea. You need to call us. We're a good service provider. We're, we're really your best choice. Um, if you can introduce scarcity, that will motivate them. Scarcity is usually introduced by a company by saying um, for a limited amount of time, we're offering this either at a discount or we're doing something for free. And if in, for a limited amount of time, if you call us, uh, you can, you can get that. Maybe it's a free estimate. I don't know. What kinds of free things have you seen, Paul, that uh, service providers do? Well, in coriation season, you know, for a limited time, you can get on our schedule for coriation. And once it's full, it's full because there's a, a window uh, of time that you could do that. Same with seasonal flowers. It's, it's, um, it's a window of time that the biology favors, you know, an installation of this, that, or the other. Um, trying to think of others. What, what, are, what are some others that you've seen in other industries, Dr. Frank? Well, um, you can also have um, a better guarantee uh, for a limited amount of time or um, a discount. If if you call now and engage us this month, uh, we'll do the first lawn application for free or. or yeah. Now discount. I've seen in January, a lot of companies will do if you um, prepay for the year now, we'll give you a 5% discount or 10% discount. It's a good one. Um, so that, yeah, that's definitely popular. 
Yeah, some some kind of thing that is going to motivate them to contact you and get on board as a customer, but it's not always available. It's only for a limited time. And for different service providers, that's going to be different things. Uh, for other, the thing that costs absolutely nothing to provide is a special report. You know, we put this special report together and we're making this available or, um, uh, information is usually something that, uh, costs nothing to make available and it might be uh, considered valuable, but, but you always put a time limit on it and, uh, that, that causes them, um, in fact, they actually did studies, Paul, and they found that a, a bigger motivator for people in general, just the way humans are um, have, are made up in their mind uh, and wired in their head, they found that a bigger motivator than the desire for gain is the de- is the fear of loss. Mm-hmm. And they ca- and they call it like in the um, buying stocks and in the financial markets, they call it FOMO, fear of missing out. It's the acronym fear of missing out. So uh, we're more motivated intrinsically by the fear of loss than we are motivated by the desire for gain. We all want to gain. We all want to do stuff that will make our life better. But we're even more motivated by by a fear of loss. So um, those are the other ideas you want to keep in your head when you're evaluating your website. Am I introducing these persuasion elements? Because they're totally backed by research. This isn't just a lot of interesting talk that somebody had a, a had a, a theory. This came out of a lot of empirical research where they distilled uh, behaviors over and over again in different industries and why people buy and are motivated and, and they distilled it down to these key elements. Well, I appreciate it, Dr. Frank. This has been helpful, as always. Is there anything we're leaving out here that needs addressed, or is it time to go take what you taught us and put it into action? Well, I think that's enough to chew on for a while for most people. Just be thinking about those things. The more thought you give it, the better you're going to come up with ideas and see uh, we we can't do a cookie cutter here. That would make no sense because every business owner is different. Every business is different. Every local area that a business owner operates in is different. You know, uh, you will know as a business owner how to take these ideas and make them work for you and your company and your area. No one can do that kind of thinking for you. But if we could point you in the right direction, give you the right principles, you'll figure it out. Totally. And if you guys want to learn more about marketing with Dr. Frank, we actually did nine video modules together that are half an hour each, where we go over the basics of a good marketing strategy. And you really, as we went through this, Dr. Frank, my mind was just expanding and just thinking like, wow, I never even thought about it like that of how do we get customers and then how do we actually keep those customers? And you really did a phenomenal job in our how to get and how to keep customers e-course. And so if you guys really want to step up your marketing game and and, and take it to the next level and, and really have a good foundation, because that's the key. We've been talking a lot, Dr. Frank, this week on the show about the rising cost of fuel, the rising cost of equipment, if you can even get a hold of the equipment because of the supply chain issues. And we've been talking a lot about labor and just how difficult it is to get good labor. But if you do find someone good, you're going to have to pay them a lot of money. But 
the foundation to all of this to have lasting success is marketing because if we have excellent marketing, we keep that pipeline full, we have opportunities for new customers out there, then we can kind of hedge our hedge ourselves a little bit against this volatility in the market right now. And so it's more important than ever that we're very on point with our marketing. And so you lay it out A to Z in the how to get and how to keep customers e-course, which is available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. You know, Paul, what I like about what we did is that it was a uh like a conversation between the two of us. And I know the principles and the research and point in the right direction, but you bring it in for a landing and everything we talk about in those modules about how you've seen it implemented in your own business and what has worked over the years because you have such vast experience and you, you brought it down to the practical level. I think it's a good mix between the two. Totally. So you guys can enjoy uh, this teaching on marketing at our resource center, thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's called How to Get and How to Keep Customers. So Dr. Frank, I appreciate as always your time and uh, we look forward to having you back in the future on another episode of the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks, Paul. Looking forward to it. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.